Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 19th, 2018, and this is Real Life Moms, Finding the Grace in Autism. Today, um, I'm going to be talking about grief. I have experienced grief along this journey um, last week. I think was the first time that it completely consumed me. And so we're going to be talking about that today and what God showed me through that process. And um, the scripture I want to um, throw out there in the very beginning that we can remember and kind of keep our eyes on is Second Chronicles twenty fifteen. It says, Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde, for the battle is not yours, but God's. And that is the ESV version, which is English standard version. And so the Lord kind of put that scripture on my heart um, after this past week because I was dealing with some things that I was trying to handle in my own strength. Um, Things that God did not even want me to handle because... There was no, there was going to be no outcome for the worry that I was faced with and the stress that I was faced with. And in those situations, we are called to completely rely on God and trust Him and have faith that He is going to work all things to the good for those that love Him. And that doesn't mean just good things, that means good and bad. Um, but, you know, the battle is His. And so, so it started Monday, literally first thing in the morning, and I pinpointed what it was that was causing me the initial grief. And this was realizing that my older neurotypical child, which will be 11 um, toward the end of July, he was going to be going on a a week-long camp, Monday through Friday, in a state about about three and a half hours away. Um, yes, this was with our church group, and yes, it was a youth uh, Christian camp, and I was still, it hit me, and it blindsided me. We have a, a unique um, family disposition we share custody with my oldest son's father. And in the summer, our schedule goes to one week on with him and one week on with me. So it goes week on, week off. And when you have a child with autism, and my child is going to be five in July, um, and he does not, his comprehension um, isn't up to par with that of a five-year-old. So I cannot easily explain to him that his brother, he's going to see him for not even 24 hours, and then he's going to be gone again. Because um, normally when he we, when we would get my older son back from his dad, he you know we've got a full week with him, and um, him and my younger son are like two peas in a pod. And um, so um, I can't explain this to my younger son that 
your brother's coming home, but oh, wait, he's going to be gone um, for another week. Surprise! (laughs) So this, when I started thinking about this, and not only that, but the fact that uh, I'm going to terribly miss him, and I'm not going to get to spend time with him, which I had already made my mind up that he would be going to this camp. There in no way was I swayed. I wasn't even on the fence about him not going. I completely wanted him to go. I was so thankful that he had this opportunity to go. And I was so happy for him. And so that's not even the question. It was just the reality of our situation that hit me full force. And the fact that... I did not know what I was going to be dealing with, with my younger son when that day came, when Monday morning came, we had to drop him off um, at the church for them to go down to the camp. So all of this, I was worrying about for a whole week. And the more I thought about it, it just became a downward spiral and other things were, um, piled on top of that thought process, other things that were completely out of my control that I should not have even been thinking about. I started thinking about my younger son's future, literally years and years ahead of time, even when my older son is going to be married with children. And, um, and that's just, you know, like I said, that is a reality of our world, our special needs world and parenting a child with autism. Um, because you don't know where they're going to be at um, a month from now, let alone five, ten years from now. And those are the battles that you have to give to the Lord. And I did not do that. And we are human. And I think the best way to deal with situations is to find balance. I don't think extremes are healthy. So I'm always fighting to find balance in situations like that in life in general. Um, So through the grief, of course, I always remember God is good. And I actually wrote a piece about that, um, waiting to hear back from a a publisher if that will be, um, if they will accept that piece and publish it. And I will keep you all posted on that. Um, be sure to check out Real Life Moms by Laura Hurd. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And I, I always share anything that I have published on those platforms um, to help you guys out because I know that we are all in this together. And I love hearing from other moms um, in the same a community as as we are in and just how they experience things and maybe the way that they apply God's word to their lives and it's very very encouraging so that's that's my goal um you know and so the grief overcame me i was working to i was working through the negative thought process that was going on i cried every single day um, at some point during each day, I just, and it was uh, like out of nowhere. And so I knew something had to happen. And I have found that I'm finding myself in these positions. Um, fewer, it's, 
they come more often. And so I'm like, at this point, I have to have a tangible way to deal when, with this when these emotions come. Because when you're a, a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week caregiver, um, you need help. I mean, you have to have help of some kind, even if that help comes in a form of a friend. Um, making a phone call, um, just being able to vent and have that listening ear. Um, it can be, for me, I started writing and that was a way to help with the grief. I would pour my heart out into um, my words and, and that was way to deal with it. Um, I haven't been writing as much lately and so, you know, I I just look for God every day in my life and where he's guiding our family and guiding me personally with him and my role as a caregiver and a mother. <clears throat> so um, one way that I was able to help with the grief that I was faced with was getting in God's word, which I often neglect to do because I feel like that. Um, I mean, there's there's really no excuse. You know, everybody has their own reason why they say that they can't or won't get in God's word. And for me, um, it was just I, I'm consumed with my role as a caregiver. And that is my first priority. And, of course, mothering and being a wife. And and I probably have those out of order at this point. <laughs> And that's just another facet of um, being a special needs family. So we we need lots of prayer. And when when you hear of stories um, with special needs families, you know, we don't want pity. We don't want anyone to feel sorry for us. We share our our lives because we want to advocate for our children. We want to advocate for special needs families and the importance of having a support system in place for the, for families like ours. Um, and just like I experienced last week. So that support system could be a Bible study for a special needs family. Um, maybe it could be an opportunity for special needs parents to go out on a date and um, care is provided for their special needs children. So that's just something a little more broad that would be more of a ministry outreach, um, church focused. But as far as personal focus, like I said, reach out to a friend just to talk and vent. That's one way to deal with grief. Study God's word. Um, start a new Bible study. There's There are so many resources online now, plenty of opportunities to find a specific study that would meet your needs. And one of the, the biggest ones that I have written down here is take time for yourself because I do not do that. And I know how hard it is for mothers of special needs children to leave their children and in the care of someone else's hand, especially if they are nonverbal and their communication receptive and expressive isn't, um, you know, based on their cumulative age, such as the case of my son. He's 
basically five years old. First week of July, he'll be five. And we received our evaluation on vocabulary from his speech therapist just yesterday. So he's um, functioning on a three-year-old level in that case. And no, I mean, he cannot express his needs or his wants. Um, so I take all of these things into consideration. And and I just say, forget about it. It's not happening because it can't happen. And I assume that it can't. And I assume that no one's going to be able to help me because I assume no one wants to. Or I assume even if they did want to, once they did, they would realize it would it was too much to ask. Or um, my son, maybe the person loves the idea and then once once they experience taking care of my son, my special needs son, they even enjoy it. And but the thing is, I have to can take take into consideration at that time is is my son's are my son's needs met? Um, are his anxiety levels going to increase, therefore making him regress or putting him in a state um, where he is stemming for two days in that state of mind? You know, it's heartbreaking for me to see. I know it's a way that they regulate themselves and I understand and I totally support lovingly stretching your children. Um, outside of that comfort zone, outside of their box that they like to stay in. Totally support. And it's so different for everybody, every autism family. That looks so different. And there's not a blanket statement for that. There's not a blanket um, program for that um, because the spectrum is so broad. So all of these things taken in consideration um, when it comes to taking time for yourself, but this is so important. Um, it's so important to break the cycle, um, day in and day out of everything that you're faced with. And I pray for the families in, in our position for this, this one particular, um, thing about taking time for yourself, taking time to date your husband, your spouse, um, I mean, those things are so, they're important for any family. Okay. I'm not saying that we are, you know, exclusive in this. That is important for any family. But the reality is this is important, especially for a special needs family because of the dynamic. And this is also going to set an example for any other children in your home, such as our, our situation. We have an older neurotypical child. They will see these things taking place. They will see mom getting a break and they will see her refreshed and her mindset is just, I mean, it changes your mindset. And um, so all of those are tangible ways to deal with grief if you're faced with grief. Um, quick ways to deal, reaching out for to a friend, venting, um, short term, study God's word every day. That can go into long term, obviously, and then take time for yourself. Try to set a date with when your husband stays home with your child. Um, if you can find someone that you trust to care for your child for just an hour or two and um, to take time for yourself or, um, you know, taking a friend along 
um, and you all go out for coffee or watch a movie or something. And taking the first step is always the hardest, but I encourage you to do that as I have learned this week that I had to take that first step, make the phone call, ask for help, which I did. <laughs> and now we there is a ball rolling on starting a, you know, you call it self-care. And so, you know, be in prayer for this situation that if this is God's will, that I would be able to leave my son um, and get that break that I need. And I will pray for you. So I just want to right now give you all a resource. Okay, let's try that again. (laughs) I apologize. I'm still learning how to use this program or this app. Um, anchor. So when I switch ears on my phone, yes, I'm literally talking into my phone to record this episode because I do not have high tech um, equipment in which I record. So when I it, when my hand gets tired, I switch my ear and it cuts off. Let's try this again. So I'm going to um, give you all a resource that I think you should check out if you haven't already. This is for special needs parents. Um, And that resource is called Key Ministry. Um, You can find them online at keyministry.org. You can find them on pretty much every social media platform. I follow them on Facebook, um, Twitter, I believe, Instagram as well. So they have a plethora of resources and they have a blog and that's mostly what I'm, I follow is they have different authors that write for their blog. And it's so nice to get a perspective from um, just so many different special needs parents and people who have been there and done that and have done it for years. And that wisdom is priceless. So I very highly suggest that you check them out. KeyMinistry.org, K-E-Y-M-I-N. I-S-T-R-Y dot org. Um, another um, person that is associated with this ministry, her name is Sandra Peoples, and she does have a Facebook page, and you can follow her on different platforms as well. And she shares her journey with her son who has autism, and his name is James, and it's so awesome watching their journey and how she handles different things. And um, they also have an older neurotypical child. Um, So that dynamic and um, she actually has an older, no, she's the older, no, yes, her sibling, her older sibling um, has Down syndrome. So she has a different angle, which is wonderful to glean from because she has been a sibling to a child with special needs. And now she is a mother to a child with special needs. So she, (laughs) this is such a rich, um, resource and you don't want to miss that. So keyministry.org and then go to look up Sandra Peoples. Her and her husband um, actually are involved in this key ministry as well. Um, and they help churches become more um, special needs family focused. It's awesome, awesome, awesome to see what they are doing. So um, let's kind of recap 
So we talked about grief um, as a special needs parent, how um, you need to take a break and tangible ways to get that break in your life. And um, also the piece that I wrote, um, even though I experienced grief, I still know that God is good. And that pretty much summed up my whole week last week. And that's what writers do. That's what I do to help um, get this out and as an outlet for myself because, um, but now I'm taking steps toward other tangible ways to get relief from the constant grief of parenting a child with autism. So, and that's another thing I just want to highlight and touch on right now is, um, when we talk about our journey with autism, I think after talking to, I actually messaged um, Sandra Peoples yesterday on Twitter because she had shared a, a piece of information that was very convicting and it was so good. And I told her, I said, please pray for me in this area. I do not want to sound like autism is a burden or my child with autism is a burden. Absolutely not. Um, I want to be real, but at the same time, I want to find that balance of the realness and the blessing and the joy that this journey has brought into our lives. And it's, you know, I have to find my voice through all of that. And so I was asking her to pray and thanked her for sharing that because that that has been on my mind. And it's a struggle to say, well, I want to be real and help people understand what special needs families face every day. But at the same time, how do I say, you know, this is... You know, this isn't a burden. This is just what, this is the reality of what we experience, okay? So that's, just want to kind of touch on that because that's been on my mind. I may end up writing more about that, um, possibly doing another podcast, strictly talking about ways that we can do that once I figure that out. Because like I said, I'm currently praying about that because in no way, form, or fashion do I want to... Um, people to assume that this is a complete burden. This journey is a burden. It is not. It has been the greatest journey. I have grown so much through this journey in the Lord because you have to, so many times you have to completely rely on him for these things that with a neurotypical child, because I have been a mother before, that you don't have to even think about. And so it's just, it's, it's just a totally different journey, and I want to share that and help people understand and advocate for my child that these these children need resources and families need resources um, that we're not trying to, you know, I mean, if anything, I don't reach out because I don't want to feel like a burden, and I when I'm talking about autism, I don't want to sound like I'm a burden. So anyway, you guys, why don't you help me pray about that and that I can find a way to completely balance the joy of autism and the reality of autism and help other families that have autism and help other families that maybe know someone with a child with autism, um, maybe a church that wants to open their doors to the idea of um, ministering to this, com- this people group in this community. Lots of good stuff, lots of positive things to think about and pray about. Um, so um, let's go ahead. I'm going to, um, this is the first time I'm doing this, but I think it's a great thing. I'm, I'm 
because <laughs> it's what I do anyway. So let's just pray. Let's go ahead and stop right now and pray. And then um and then we'll we will wrap it up. Okay. And dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you so, so much for this beautiful day that you have given us, another opportunity to serve you and seek you out in the smallest acts of service in our lives. And Lord, I'm reminded of a song that came on the radio that um, talks about, you know, dreaming big maybe looks more like dreaming small when you're um, serving your family, when a mother serving her family in small ways that go unnoticed to the world, but um, means so much in the eyes of Christ. And Lord, help us to focus on this mindset and not the mindset of what you have taken away, what it looks like you have taken away. But no, Lord, let's look at everything and in, in the the beauty that you have given us in our lives um, with our special needs child. And Lord, we just pray for those families that maybe are receiving a diagnosis today um, that has a child with a newly um, diagnosed child with autism. Lord, and we know the journey that they're they're getting ready to step out in and pray that you're with them, that you encourage them, that you give them courage and strength and rest and peace and love. And Father, we know that you're already there and that um, we just pray that you wrap your arms around these families. And Lord, just thank you for the the people in our lives that we can reach out to that, that understand and listen to us without judgment, Lord, for these friends and these, these people that come alongside of us and the other families with children with special needs. What a beautiful picture that is of service and the heart that you have given these people. Um, it just amazes me. Father, we just pray um, for these marriages and Lord, these children and these siblings. Father, we thank you so much for the opportunities that you give for us to choose to look up and look at your word and remember your word and apply it to our lives. Father, thank you. You love us so much and we love you, Father. And um, just be with us throughout our day today. And we thank you so much. In your heavenly name we pray. Amen. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm just encouraged um, knowing that someone out there that listens today will hopefully receive some information that I have poured out into this podcast and take it and apply it, um, especially the idea of taking time, self-care for yourself, tangible ways. If you need to reach out today, please call a friend and, and just cry and they will, they will understand you are not a burden. And I pray for you today. God bless you.